Hello, folks. Welcome to the Sioux Nation podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis, and today we are blessed with having Frank Wright come and visit us today. Frank is a livestock producer with Cow-Calf Operation just east of Sioux Falls near the Tri-State Corner. And he's here today to talk about his experiences raising cattle and the challenges he's seen over the past 30 years and what's changed, but what's stayed the same as well. He'll talk a little bit about the current state of the industry and then give some advice to some younger producers that are starting out here. How are we doing today, Frank? We're doing well. Well, that's great to hear. So, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, Frank. I mean, I we got a little bit about where you're from, but, you know, tell us a little bit about your operation. Well, we're predominantly, uh, it's a brother and I, we're in a partnership and we we farm and we raise cattle. Um, he's kind of the crop guy and I'm kind of the livestock guy. Mm-hmm. And so we both kind of are doing what we like to do and it works very well. Um, we both get to manage each enterprise, um, just kind of the way we want, um, running it off of each other, um, you know, major decision wise, but otherwise dated activities are pretty much our own. And we, We've got about, oh, between 350 and 400 cows. Um, we background most of those calves. Um, we also buy some calves in the fall, usually anywhere from two to 400, just depending on the year and how the feed situation is and markets and different things. Most of them are backgrounded. We do finish some cattle. Most of the cattle I finish are my home race calves. I probably finish somewhere between 100 and 150 head a year. Mm-hmm. Um, usually those calves end up being something that just don't fit. Another another marketing source, color-wise, or for just various reasons. We also develop bred heifers every year, and traditionally the, the heifers that don't breed go into the finished program. That's kind of it in a nutshell. Well, when you talk about developing heifers, I mean, you want to talk about something that's changed over time in the beef industry is is definitely the the bred cow. And, you know, think back to when you're starting to when you're developing a heifer now. What are some of those things that you've noticed that are pretty big differences? Well, there's, there's some huge differences. Um, and some of them are good and some of them aren't so good. One of the things that's, that's really different than I started 30 years ago is the size of cattle. And, you know, when, when I started, your your moderate frame cattle were more of your your Angus and the Hereford um, traditional type cattle and your exotics were your big big cattle, um, bigger frame cattle and whatnot that were starting to be used and crossbred. And today, that's almost switched 180%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your big, your biggest cattle out there now are your domestic Angus, Hereford, Shorthorn. Some of your English cross cattle are your biggest cattle out there, and your exotics are more a uh, bit on the moderate side, is what I've noticed. And um, something that that has changed for the better is quality of cattle across all breeds has gotten significantly better. Uh, quality grades have increased. Um, premium market, CAB is, is your best premium market out there. And that has really driven quality to a, to a higher level, and it continues to grow every year. It gets better and better. But 
you know, that's come at a cost to the cow-calf man, I feel, a little bit, because Mm -hmm. as we've increased quality, we've also increased frame size, and that works very well for other segments of the industry, meaning the packer and the feedlot. But to the cow-calf, that hasn't worked quite so well because a really big cow or the modern cow of today is not nearly as efficient, as efficient as the cow of 20, 30 years ago. She takes a lot of groceries, doesn't she? She does. She does. And one way to explain that in in real simple terms that a lot of crop people could understand or, or farmers is, you know, what, what's a, a guy raising corn? He plants corn every six inches. It used to be 30, 40 years ago, he planted, he planted corn every foot, a kernel of corn every foot. Well, today, most well, some guys are planting a kernel of corn every six inches or less, and their productivity per acre has gone up significantly where... You know, if you look at the cow man, he's going the other way. He's He's got a 1,700-pound cow where he used to have a 13 or 12 or 1,300-pound cow. And, yeah, if you're measuring your, your progress on pounds weaned, you know, per head or, you know, per head of livestock, yeah, it looks good. But if you're looking at your progress on pounds weaned per acre it took to produce it, you're not you're not gaining. You've gone the wrong way, and in in and it's worked well for other segments of the industry. The packer, I mean, he's got the same he's got the same costs as far as harvesting, deboning, dehiding, taking uh, gutting and whatnot. He has the same costs involved on a per head basis, whether he's slaughtering a 900 pound carcass or he's slaughtering a 750 pound carcass his costs are pretty much the same to a point. So it works well for him to have the bigger cattle, the 900-pound carcass, which is, you know, basically what we're we're slaughtering today. The feedlot likes that bigger animal, too. A feedlot likes to bring in a 700-pound calf. They're going to put roughly 800 pounds on him, 850. They're going to finish him out at 15, 1550. They have some costs, get the calf on feed and whatnot, while they can put 850 pounds on him, that works well for them versus if they brought in a little smaller animal at, say, 600 pounds or 550, and that animal finished at 1250 or 13, you know, they're, they're instead of putting 800 pounds on, they're putting on 650 or 700, so they got a little more turnover, so they like the bigger animal. It's more efficient for them, and so it's, it's just, that's a change that's kind of gone around full circle, and the change has been good for quality. I mean, we, we've got some uh, tremendously good quality cattle out there as far as carcass quality and, and cutability, but we've done it kind of at the expense of awful, awful large animals that uh, maybe aren't quite so productive as they were 30 years ago for the cow-calf. Sure, and do you see... Others is obviously you're not the only person that's made this comment about the size of cows today. Do you see a trend going back the other direction with the cow calf guy saying, look, I can only afford to do this for so long. 
Yeah, I I think there's a a bit of a move towards that. Um, it all it all drives on uh, dollars. It's been a struggle, you know. The the cow-calf industry has been relatively profitable um, year in and year out, but it's very it's very weather dependent, which you know anything in agriculture is. But we're not probably we're not probably seeing the the margins that we have in the past, and I, I don't think we'll see the margins in the future until we bring this pendulum back a little bit more towards, you know, what you can produce off of an acre versus what you can produce per head. And I, you know, everything everything goes, you know, the pendulum only swings a little too far until technology and industry catch up with it and realize well, this really isn't working quite so well, and we've got to bring this back. And I think there's there's some of that happening, but we didn't get here overnight, and we're not going to get back out of it overnight. Well, tell you what, you know, there's obviously a lot of challenges to people in agriculture at this time, but in particular to people who are new to the business, younger guys that are looking at getting into agriculture or only been in for a couple of years or so. You know, for some of them, uh, past couple few years has probably been the first real downturn they've experienced, especially if they started out at the front end of the commodity boom. Do you have any advice for those guys as they're looking at weathering the storm so that they can make it through to when things go back to being a little more comfortable again? Well, I think probably one of the things that the younger generation has on the older generation is their knowledge of technology, the smartphone and the computer and all of this stuff, you know, us guys that have been in it 30 years are forced to have to learn this for the younger guys. They grew up with that technology. And so they have a real advantage there. And all they have to do is just figure out how to, to use that advantage to help them resource information, uh, increase uh, market share, you know, look at ways to use that technology to help them find ways to be more efficient and it's amazing the the speed in the in the technology with all this electronic stuff that and you know just what you can do on a smartphone it, it amazes you and you know i'm that's one that's one area where your older producers like me where we can do some of that but we're not as quick to adapt it and apt at learning it. And I think that's one area where, where the younger producers, you know, can really have an advantage that, you know, they just need to use it. And a lot of it is is just like what's happened here in the last six months with, you know, the COVID thing. You gotta you gotta find some alternative marketing sources. There's you know, there's been some real challenges to get animals harvested, whether it be hogs or cattle, but there, there's outlets and, and the market is continually changing and it, you know, in the last six months, it really changed and it had to. And so there's opportunities. It's just a matter of you got to have an open mind and, and be willing to adjust to doing things differently and always willing to learn because as soon as you think you know it all, that's about the time that you're going to get creamed because 
It's like what's happened in the last six months. Who knew, who knew it was coming? I don't think anybody did. No, no, and it's it's been an eye-opener, that's for sure. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to stop by and have a little discussion with us, Frank. And thanks again to everybody out there listening to the podcast. And y'all take care, folks. 